The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday, Christmas Eve edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. That's me. I think you know that already. Former NFL offensive lineman at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And all I want for Christmas is for you to follow me on whichever one of those platforms you happen to be on or youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and maybe even engage in some way so you can be the spread the word winner at Ross Tucker NFL or you know what? At Ross Tucker Pod, just as good. At Ross Tucker Pod, Twitter handle, at Ross Tucker Pod on Instagram. That's where we post the highlight clips of each one of our shows, including the great Greg Cosell, who joins us every Thursday. We are presented by DraftKings. They are America's number one DFS site, number one sportsbook app. We will have a sponsor confirmation email winner on Friday, tomorrow, yes, we will have a Christmas morning edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, a Picks Friday that you guys will be able to listen to with your families while you're opening gifts or while you're driving to somebody else's house, depending on what you're going to do, whatever you think is safe. Forget Christmas carols, okay? What your family really wants to hear on that drive is the dulcet tones of one Ross Tucker. That's me. Uh, we will have a YouTube shout-out tomorrow. No new patrons today. Patreon.com slash RT Media. But we do have the Civilian Goat. I love that nickname. I don't even know if Greg likes it, but I like it. He's never said anything negative about it, so that's fine. Let's do it. Big Show time. The Big Show. Every week, we are joined and in the presence of greatness. And that <laughs> greatness comes to us in the form of Greg Cosell, 41 years at NFL Films, almost as long as the executive producer of the NFL matchup show, ESPN, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings. You can also see him. He's on the show now, which they should have done a long time ago, but that's okay. He's been doing it for a number of years now, which is awesome, at Greg Cosell, 
and there's always a lot to get into with him. Greg, let's start with the Friday game, the Christmas game. We actually have a game on Christmas Day, and I will be calling it to complete the Tucker Slam of having called a game on every single day of the week (laughs) during the 2020 season, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saints and Vikings, what jumps out to you? And I guess in particular, a lot of people are curious to hear what you saw from Drew Brees in his first game back from the injury against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I thought he had a tough outing. But I think a lot of that, too, had to do with the nature of the defensive opponent he was facing because Steve Spagnuolo does a lot of different things with pressures, uh, very multiple with his coverages. So I don't know if he'll see the same kind of thing from Mike Zimmer and Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is a little more static in what they do. You pretty much know what you're going to get. And I would expect Drew to be better anyway. Uh, I think in this game, there were times he just didn't see it the way he normally does. My guess is that was a function of being out for, oh, I guess four or five weeks. Um, So I would expect Drew to to play a lot better. Um, Obviously, they're missing Michael Thomas. So their wide receiver core is not exactly what they're hoping it would be. But, you know, uh, Minnesota starts two rookie corners in their base in Gladney and Danzler. And then when they go to their sub nickel, they play Chris Jones on the outside and bring Gladney inside. So I think you're going to look at this secondary and feel like you can attack it as long as you can pass protect. And I think they'll be able to do that. So funny you say that, Greg, because when I look at the Vikings, you look at the numbers this year, Greg, for Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, even Kirk Cousins, and it's like, how are they losing any game? I mean, like, they all have, like, record-setting numbers. But then you look at their defense. They have no pass rushers. They don't have a very good defensive line. And their secondary, their corners, I should be more specific, very, very young. In the NFL, Greg, no pass rushers, rookie corners, that is usually not a recipe for success on that side of the ball. And Eric Hendricks, I, I assume he's out again. I, I don't know. I haven't checked that. But he's missed the last, I think, two, three games. So they're starting in their base, a rookie middle linebacker. Uh, so it's they're playing with a lot of young players. But you're 100% right, and it's not a profound statement. But when you're playing with, with little pass rush and, and uh, a secondary that is a work in progress, it's it's very, very difficult. All right, Craig, let's get to Saturday night. Um, or actually, I'm sorry. Let's get to uh, a game. some of the games on Sunday that I am really looking forward to. In particular, the Indianapolis Colts and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I need to get your thoughts on both of these teams. Yeah. In particular, of course, the Steelers, because like anybody else, Greg, I am stunned by what I saw on Monday night. Well, I have to tell you, and you know me, Ross, I I just look at the tape, and very often when you look at the tape, the tape tells you things that are true, but they're different from public perception. So looking at the tape and making a comment often comes across as a big, bold, controversial statement when it's not. It's tape. Uh, and, And I think Ben Roethlisberger at this point, and I don't know if it will get better uh, given the, his age and the injuries he's had to his throwing arm, 
But right now, Ben is is really having a hard time driving the football. He's not throwing the ball really well. And I think they know that, and that's why they run the offense they run. You know, I've always believed that coaches tell you about their players by how they deploy their players and how they use their players. And this is an offense that is obviously uh, – it doesn't throw the ball at the intermediate level much. It doesn't throw it vertically. And by vertically, you know, throwing a fade ball is not a vertical throw. So this they don't really drive the ball down the field in their passing game. And I don't believe that Ben right now can do that particularly well. And I think the tape reflects that. Uh, but as I said, they know that. So now you look at their run game, and they've really struggled with that as well because their offensive line all season has had issues moving people. So this is an offense that's very condensed. And when your offense is condensed in the NFL, it's very easy to defend. Okay, so the question I have there then would be, Earlier in the year, I could have sworn Roethlisberger threw some deep balls to Claypool against like Denver and Philadelphia, and I didn't notice the arm strength or lack thereof in the first half of the year. Do you think he just kind of gotten worn down and it was worse, or is this something you saw all year? Uh, my guess is he's probably gotten worn down. And the other thing, those are not high percentage throws. So you're not going to live on throwing fades and vertical balls every single week. You have to take those shots in every game. That goes back to Sid Gilman, the father of the modern day passing game, who always believed you have to take shots and you do, but they're not necessarily high percentage throws. And by the way, vertical throws are not just those kinds of throws, Ross. You know, vertical throws are deep digs, you know, balls thrown from 17 to 23, 24 yards. You know, those are part of the vertical passing game. I mean, you look at a team like the Bills, um, you know, they have a, a a staple route concept where they go double post with a with a crosser. That's a vertical route concept. So throwing the crosser is not a ball you're throwing 45 yards down the field, but it's a vertical route concept. You don't see those kinds of things from the Steelers. All right, we're talking with Greg Cosell, executive producer of the NFL Matchup Show, joins us every single week on the Ross Tucker football podcast, and it is fantastic. The other side. The Colts, Greg, what are you yeah. seeing from Rivers and the Colts? Are they a team that looks like they could do some damage in the playoffs to you? Well, I think offensively they settled into a nice rhythm. Jonathan Taylor, over the last three, four weeks, has sort of emerged as their primary back. And uh, it's what I thought would happen over the course of the season. I thought he was the best runner coming out of the college draft in 2020. I mean, he's kind of settled into that guy. Um, Rivers has been very efficient over the last number of weeks, T.Y. Hilton has looked very, very good. It looks like he's T.Y. Hilton. I love the way they use Michael Pittman. Big body. They run a lot of crossers with him. A lot of shallow crossers. A lot of in-breaking routes where that big body really is a factor. So I think they've settled into understanding how to best use their players. Rivers understands that. Uh, he's, As I said, he's been very efficient. And they have a nice mix to their offense. And I think their defense has been very, very solid. Um, I never look at the Pro Bowl voting, uh, but I somebody said that DeForest Buckner did not make it, and that that's a travesty because he's played at a really high level this year. He absolutely has. Okay, some of the other games I want to get your thoughts on. You know, 
I feel like when there's young quarterbacks playing for the first time, I almost need to take, you know, a weekly temperature <laughs> from you. And in particular well, – hey, it's social media, Ross. We have to make a bold, definitive statement every five minutes. No, that's not what I. That's not what <laughs> I mean. What I. What I mean is, okay, we've now seen a second start from Jalen Hurts. They're playing the Cowboys. They might still be in the race yeah. if Washington loses. So I just need to know what you saw from Jalen Hurts in his second start that was different from his first start. Um. First of all, he's been very impressive. That that's you have to start right there. Uh, we know about the poison composure. I'm not sure that that's a surprise to people based on just watching him in college. He's played in a lot of big games in college, so that's there. But what fascinates me, and this was true with Dak Prescott as well, and now I'm thinking about this as I start evaluating college quarterbacks, is those two quarterbacks were more accurate their first year in the NFL. And granted, the sample size for Hertz is only two games, but they're more accurate in the NFL than they were in college. And I'm really not sure what to make of that, Ross. Um, Hertz has thrown the ball extremely well. Now, a lot of the throws are timing spot throws, meaning that you drop back, hit that back foot, and you're throwing to a spot. The The route, the receiver gets to a spot, and you're throwing to that spot. You're not waiting to see what the receiver does. But still... The accuracy, the ball placement has been very, very good for Jalen Hurts. He was not quite that guy in college. And as I said, it kind of reminds me of Dak Prescott, who was not that guy at Mississippi State, but was that guy in his first year with the Cowboys. So it's it's really kind of a fascinating thing for me, someone who loves to evaluate college quarterbacks. It's a really good point, Greg. We're talking with Greg Cosell here, the executive producer of the NFL Matchup Show. And I, I think that's actually a pretty good comparison for Hertz. I think he's probably a little bit more of a runner than Dak Prescott, but they certainly remind me of each other in terms of body type, yep. arm strength, and really, I would say as much as anything, Greg, just the professional manner in which they carry themselves. I mean, you compare and contrast that to what's going on with Haskins and Washington, and yeah. it makes you appreciate the Dak Prescotts and the Jalen Hurts and their general comportment even more. Without question. Um, so I'm real anxious to see, look, Hertz has played really, really well. There's no getting around it. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm not one who's going to sit here and say what's going to happen in 2021 in Philadelphia. I, that'll play out. Uh, but he has certainly played well through two games. Uh, as I said, and I was joking about the social media, but it's true. You know, we do have a tendency. Uh, a lot of people do to make these definitive statements now. But we have a two-game sample. It's a very positive two-game sample. And we'll see as we continue to play. I am really looking forward, Greg, to the Rams and uh, the Seahawks. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's really funny, Greg. I think Jared Goff might be, I don't want to say the most polarizing quarterback, but there's this perception. I feel like you never hear about a middling game from, from Jared Goff. People are even like, man, Goff is good or he's terrible. You don't really hear anything in between. What's going on there? Well, he's a certain kind of player. He's he's basically a pocket quarterback. He's a rhythm player. He's a system player. And and I don't say system player. People immediately think that's a negative term. But that's what he is as a quarterback. He needs the system to work for him when he's clean, comfortable in the pocket. And there's ways to do that with your offensive approach. Uh, 
and McVeigh has been very, very good at that. But when he's clean and comfortable, he throws the ball beautifully. Now, this is a game where I would expect, particularly coming off a loss, and a bad loss, obviously, and they do it anyway, but I would expect to see quite a bit of it. I think you're going to see a lot of no-huddle tempo because I think they're going to do it for a number of reasons. It'll help with the rhythm of their own offense, and number two, it will force the Seahawks' offense to be static, and it'll force Jamal Adams to be static. But keep one thing in mind. Jamal Adams has set a record for most sacks by a defensive back. We know that, but when he blitzes, I think he's blitzed close to 100 times this year. Opposing quarterbacks, when he blitzes, the numbers are off the charts. They're phenomenally good. So when he blitzes and gets sacks, it looks great and the numbers are great. But when he blitzes overall, the Seahawks do not stop the pass. Wow. Okay. That's something I had not heard. I'm not going to sit here and recite numbers, but I'm just telling you, it's the numbers are bad. Yeah, no, that's 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 good to know. I didn't know that. I, I honestly, when I watch him, Greg, I think why don't they blitz him more? It seems like he gets a sack or a pressure yeah. every time. Well, th- that's what he does best. He's not a back end player, and uh, the, the Rams caught them a couple of times in the Week Ten matchup. Obviously, this is a rematch. The Rams caught them a couple of times in a, the Week Ten matchup where they went uh, no huddle, and Adams had to play on the back end, and that's not the strength of his game. Talking with Greg Cosell, we do it every week here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He is the guru for NFL films when it comes to breaking down the video. Let's get to Sunday night. This is another one that's going to be awesome, Greg. Ah. It's the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. What do you got for me? Well, Ross, if I said that the Titans are leading the NFL in scoring, how many people would say, oh, yeah, I knew that? I mean, they're leading the NFL in scoring. And we know about Derrick Henry, so we don't need to discuss him. And by the way, that does set up an interesting uh, matchup in this game because you and I both know that Mike Pettin would much prefer to play in his sub-nickel 5 DBs and sub-dime 6 DBs than he would in his base. And now he's going to have a decision to make because the Titans will line up with two tight ends, with three tight ends, with a fullback, and they'll give it to Derrick Henry and say, here we come. So that's one element of this game. But the other element that fascinates me is – the play-action pass game of Tennessee. Tannehill has more yards passing on play-action than any quarterback in the league. They get explosive plays out of play-action. So that's another fascinating element to this game. Interesting. I didn't know that. More yards passing. Somebody put up a stat of Tannehill compared to Mahomes over the last 24 games. They're pretty close. The numbers were very comparable. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and again, those are stats that we're not saying he's as talented as Mahomes, but, you know, when all said and done, it comes down to production. Okay, the last thing I need to ask you about, Bill's Patriots, because I'll be calling that game on Monday night for Westwood One. Yep, I got two this weekend. And, you know, I I think the Patriots, they're kind of yesterday's news. But the Buffalo Bills, what are you seeing from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills? Boy, Josh Allen has become must-watch for me because his growth as a quarterback has really been impressive. And, you know, we all see that he's more accurate. That, that, that's And that's critical, obviously. But I think that his pre-snap recognition has really improved dramatically. And when you are much better at pre-snap recognition, 
your post-snap execution will go up significantly. The really great quarterbacks, and Josh is only in his third year, so I'm, you know, he he's obviously a superior talent, but you know, he'll get better and better. But you know, his ability to see things and then make the necessary throws has really gone up. Now, the other part of his game that's really improved is understanding what kind of throw is required and then having the ability to make it. He used to be a fastball pitcher. Now he understands what throws require pace and touch. And it's one reason why Cole Beasley is such a big factor. Because the big plays in games, Ross, are when it's third and six and you complete a ball to Cole Beasley for eight yards and a first down. Those are the big plays in games. And those are the throws that Josh Allen struggled with coming out of college in his first year and much of his second year last year. He started to improve last year down the stretch. But those are the critical throws. And those throws require being able to feather the ball, being, you know, what will we talk about being a passer, not just a thrower. And that's another area in which Josh Allen has improved. Greg, you never improve because you're always already nah. awesome. You're already awesome. This is amazing. I wrote down like seven notes to post on social media at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. Absolutely amazing. Make sure you're following him at Greg Cosell. So you never miss an appearance by Greg here or elsewhere. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Gosh, that was awesome. I'm sitting here right now. I have notes down for Drew Brees, Roethlisberger, Jalen Hurts, Goff, Titans leading the NFL in scoring, Tannehill, more yards, passing, play action, Josh Allen. Unbelievable. I mean, you want to talk about somebody that fills it up. Speaking of unbelievable – Having gone through what I've gone through, it's kind of unbelievable to me that not everybody has a home security system. I I cannot recommend more highly having it for peace of mind. And it's one of those things in life that I'm sure some of you don't have and you don't realize and you won't realize that you needed it until unfortunately it's too late. Look, Simply Safe is awesome. There's a reason why they are the number one ranked home security system. High quality equipment, great camera footage, easy to set up. You can set up yourself in about 30 minutes. It really is that easy. Then they'll take over their monitoring professionals. They monitor your home 24-7. That camera is worth its weight in gold. Worth its weight in gold. Right now, my listeners get a free home security camera. That's the key. When you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Tucker. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash Tucker for your free security camera today. Why not? That's Simply Safe. Dot com slash Tucker. Tucks takes. Good morning, Ross. Let's start today with the San Francisco 49ers, and they're taking quarterback Josh Rosen off of the Bucks practice squad. So the good news for Josh Rosen is, uh, you know, he gets to be there for two weeks, show him what he can do, maybe impress them for two weeks. 
and then they potentially re-sign him, and maybe he's in the mix for the quarterback job next year. The bad news is he's only going to be there for two games, which means this will not count as a season for him. You need to be on an active roster for three games for it to count as uh, a credited season for all your benefits and stuff. And he was the 10th pick. He already got over $10 million, so I'm sure he's not that worried about that at this point. But that's just a little something that you guys might not otherwise think of that I would because as a former player, three games is the number. You need the three games. Two games, you don't get any of the benefits. Three games is another year of pension, annuity, severance, 401k, health savings account, all that stuff. So one game makes that much of a difference. I I would like to see Josh Rosen in Kyle Shanahan's system. I don't think we will. I think he's like an emergency quarterback for these next two games. They're not going to throw him out there. But maybe it gives them a look at him, and they'll try to re-sign him and and get him in the mix. Who knows what they'll end up doing a quarterback this offseason. Patriots quarterback coach Jed Fish leaving New England. He's heading back to the college ranks, head coach at the University of Arizona. Jed Fish has never been a head coach before, never on a full-time basis. I know Jed a little bit, and... It's kind of funny, isn't it? Like, I don't know. I And I think Jed's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. But I don't really think the Patriots quarterback coach this year has done anything impressive with the Patriots quarterbacks. But Fish has a very good reputation. He spent a lot of time in college, Miami. He's been at UCLA. And, yeah, I don't know what his connection was there. But he's young. He's energetic. And, He's ready to give this a go at Arizona, where I think you can win there. I mean, they've proven that in the past. After their last few losses, Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster says he's done dancing on logos of the opponents. So Mike Tomlin talked to him about this. And the reality is, yes, NFL players are always motivated. Always motivated to win each game. But what you don't want to do is give them that little something extra. That little extra edge that they might not otherwise have for that game. You don't want to do that. Trust me. You do not want to be giving these guys the extra edge. And that's what Juju Smith-Schuster has clearly done. Look at the way the build. Look at the way the Bengals were, were flying around hitting, especially hitting him. I don't know why you'd want to make yourself a marked man like that. That's the last thing I would ever do or want to do. These guys are killers, man. Like The last thing you want to do is put a target on your gosh darn back. Washington quarterback Dwayne Haskins loses his captainship, and he's fined $40,000 for the COVID protocol breach uh, with, I'm I'm assuming, from the the events that stemmed from the strip club with no mask. Right, so he is now saying that he wasn't at a strip club, that it was a birthday party, so for his girlfriend or something? I I don't know. Um, I know this much. How are you putting yourself in a position to be photographed with a lot of people 
without a mask on. When we've been through this, he already got in trouble for missing COVID protocol earlier in the year. It's pretty stunning that he was actually voted captain. I'm not sure I really believe that. I think a lot of times the organizations make the captain who they want to make the captain for their own purposes. And, you know, I I guess because nobody there that we know of tested positive for COVID, he's not considered high risk, doesn't have to go on the COVID list because they don't have any proof that anybody at that party, strip club, has COVID. So I guess that's why he doesn't have to go on the COVID list. So if he was around one teammate and that teammate tested positive, then he'd have to go on the COVID list. So I guess the lesson there is make sure you're around people that aren't getting tested for COVID so you don't have to go on the list. But it, it sounds like he's gonna he's taking the reps with the ones. But, man, they're going to try to get Alex Smith to play, if at all possible. Ron Rivera wants to beat his former team. Ron Rivera wants to clinch the division. They don't want to play Haskins, but he's by far their second best option, which is why, I don't know, they worked out some deal with the NFL. I don't even know what that means to try to get Haskins, make make sure Haskins was available for him. Ducks takes. Well, speaking of that COVID list, uh, Lions interim head coach Daryl Bevel and a few of his coaches are now on the COVID list. Right. This is another one that's very frustrating in my mind because I don't know who tested positive. Somebody tested positive. The rest of them were all high-risk contacts. Like, what are we doing? I guess they were high-risk contacts because of the plane. Like, how are you not traveling in a way that you're not within six feet of each other for 15 minutes or more so you're not a high-risk contact? I mean, you can literally be within six feet of each other, Bri, for 10 minutes, but then get out of there and then come back. It's just, it's really poor. It's really poor. This, this year, that is like roster management. That's like game planning, play calling these you know this contact tracing stuff and the line didn't do a very good job with it at all hey i should have a new newsletter soon man it's been a busy fall for me i haven't had one in a while but hopefully this weekend or maybe when i'm on the plane to to boston i'll be able to to write one i got some things to say to you guys some some new things to let you know about and uh some stories to tell you so Sign up at RossTucker.com. Scroll down and hit the uh, sign up for Ross's newsletter. We literally haven't done one all season, so it's not like we're spamming you at all. Not at all. But I do have a good one coming out soon so that I think you'll enjoy. So please go on the homepage at RossTucker.com. Scroll down and go ahead and sign up to make sure you get that email. You're not going to want to miss it. Shoutouts are in order for some of our I think we're done here members of patreon.com slash rt media that's pizza boy brewing dynastyfreaks.com sportaculture steakhousesports.com and vision comics with an x there you go we will have a show tomorrow even money fantasy feast all of that stuff has already been posted so it's all already there for you 
Hopefully you'll listen to tomorrow's show. But if you don't, have a great, great holiday weekend. Lots of football. If you can listen to me tomorrow afternoon, that'd be awesome. I love, love, love when you guys take pictures of your radio and you're listening to me or you do a video of me saying something on your radio as you're driving around. I will retweet those. Those mean a lot. At Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.